A very warm welcome to This World Game Changers podcast, where your host, Paul D. Lowe, embraces many crucial conversations that compassionately contribute towards creating a better life and world. Paul's intention is very simple, to help get people's inspirational insights and motivational messages out into the world so others may benefit. Hello everyone and welcome to this World Game Changers podcast episode. My name is Rebecca Will and I am a director of World Game Changers. And today I'm joined by the lovely Sally Hooper, uh, one of the, um, well, the vice chair of uh, World Game Changers North America. And I'm also joined by Paul, uh, Paul Lowe, the founder of World Game Changers. So welcome both of you. Thank you, Rebecca. Nice to see you, Paul, be in space with you, share space together. Thank you. Likewise. Um, brilliant. So, yeah, so today um, we're going to talk about In Betweeny Weenie. Um, so, so In Betweeny Weenie is a children's book um, that we have co-created within um, World Game Changers. And um, Sally is um, Sally's the author of the book. Um, I co-created with uh, Dina Goldman um, doing the illustrations. And uh, and yeah, um Paul, obviously, as as the founder, you've had um, a lot of input as well into the direction of the the story and um, you know how how it kind of developed. So, yeah, Sally, if I could just bring you in to um, talk about kind of how it all started, really, um, you know how you um, how you uh, what how you thought of the story, how how it all came about for you. Yeah, the history. The, um, the story was written a long, long time ago. <laughs> my, uh, my adult, uh, young adult son is now 21, 20, oh my gosh, 2001, 21 years old. Mm. And uh, no, recently 22 years old, forgive me. And um, when he was three years old, he was a very hyperverbal, uh, intelligent young boy. Um, his vocabulary is quite expansive and he was super chatty and Mr. Talkative and he knew all kinds of big words like, um, you know, the difference between a camel and a dromedary and such. So a little precocious uh, verbally. And I was pregnant with my daughter, who is now 19. Right. And um, I was on bed rest with her. It was a high risk pregnancy and um during the first trimester, I went on on bed rest, strict bed rest. And then when I was 22 weeks along, I was in a hospital room trying to avoid delivery with a delivery team and a neonatal intensive care unit team, um, trying to, you know, stall labor. I ended up going full term with my daughter, but I was on bed rest with bathroom privileges only, which meant that I had a hospital bed in my living room. Um, that I was to be in with the exception of going to the bathroom and doctor's appointments. So little, um, you know, not surprisingly, my son, um, that was a quite a big adjustment for him. All of a sudden, mom couldn't do what mom was, um, you know, prior able to do before. And he started stuttering. And uh, when I say stuttering i mean he was really stuttering the the technical term for stuttering is called disfluency and um he had you know all three different kinds of disfluency um needless to say 
I uh, wrote the story for him to kind of help him through that time in his life um, when things weren't normal. Um, everything was kind of upside down and topsy turvy in his little world, and to kind of teach him some self, some patience and, and self acceptance, and um, you know, and give him some optimism and hope that he would get through this and he'd be just fine. So that was kind of the, the rationale for the book was, was, you know, very personal for us and our little family. And I wrote the story that many years ago and it sat on my desk for, you know, since then until I met Paul and I had done a chapter or two for a couple other books with him. And, you know, I approached him and said, Hey, you know, I want to read you this story and can you help me get it published. Let's, let's see what we can do with it. So um, that's the background on how, how it all came to fruition. Wow. That's incredible. Um, And so when you were reading your son, um, this story, what did you find like the effect was like when you were reading it with him? Did, did you see um, like an an improvement? I'm guessing obviously like um, he responded really well to it. And um, that must've been such a warm feeling for you that you were able to kind of help in some way so yeah Yeah. tell tell me a bit around that yeah well I mean you know I guess um I was blessed in many ways in that I already had some experience working with children you know through my um my professional life so I certainly had an advantage maybe over another parent you know I was familiar with disfluency and and saw it kind of unfolding and got him the help that he needed um you know really early on. So in terms, you know, like everything with children, early intervention is the key to turning things around. It also um, came in handy that my sister's a speech and language pathologist. So, Mm. you know, between her and I and the um, therapy he was receiving from another speech and language pathologist, you know, all that intervention kind of did the trick, but, you know, the book was just um, a way that I could feel like a special connection with my son and let him know that it's okay. Like we're going to, we're going to work through this and, and it's all right. No big deal. Everybody, you know, makes mistakes when they're learning and I love you in betweeny weeny in betweeny mm. weeny the inspiration <laughs> for the, the, um, the title of the book is that, you know, the character, the character in the book was Ziggy Wiggy, who's um, obviously, you know, the, the um what's the word um meant to you know sort of be my son the inspiration was my son sure. um he um he wasn't a baby and he wasn't a big boy he was right mm. in between right so mm. in weenie was just the play on words to to make it a little more fun and yeah playful yeah um, so you know he, I was always a good reader with my kids. You know, we did multiple books at bedtime and and in between everything else during the day. So, um, you know, big proponent of literacy and and reading to kids. So it just made sense for me to um, help him in that way. Something that I could read at night when things were calm and we were being a little bit more introspective and reflective about our day, and um, you know, give him some hope and optimism. And yeah. Uh, it did the trick. He, yeah. you know, he yeah. wasn't, he wasn't the book alone, but between yeah. um, the book and therapy and time and um, baby sister being born and mom being able to get up again, um, you know, he, he made a full recovery and mm. was 
fluent and uh, no no signs of any disfluency anymore. So we got Wow, that's incredible. Yeah. And it sounds like it, it was a therapeutic thing for not just him, but for you as well. Uh, you know, it's interesting you said that. I um, I have always found writing to be very cathartic for me and um, healing. I, writing and making soup. <laughs> <laughs> I'm making soup. I'm being very introspective and, you know, philosophical and considering things in my life and the same uh, you know a, a lot of the same goes for writing so yeah, yeah, it, indeed yeah it was something you know when something happens with your child you often feel very out of control you can't fix it you can't like you know um wave a magic wand and it, it magically disappear so I think it's important for parents to feel like they have do have some control over it and mm. me writing the book was something I could do aside from scheduling speech therapy and all those kind of things. So yeah, it was definitely yeah. um, important for me as well, personally. Mm -hmm. yeah. So thank you. So Paul, I just wanted to bring you in really and, and um, get your, uh, your feedback or your, uh, your experience of when you heard the story in between weenie, if you could just share a bit around when you, um, when Sally first kind of brought this to you and, and what your thoughts were. Three words really that summed this up, and I've I've never lost sight of these three words, and that was what Sally a couple of years ago, maybe two and a half years ago. Yeah, sometime deeply now. emotionally moved, mm. and it's interesting, Sally, that those words have stuck with me over the last two and a half years or three years or whatever it is since you first very humbly, very very humbly offered. Oh, Paul, I've just got something. I'd like to share with you. You probably won't rate it. It's, you know, it's, you know, it's, it's probably not that good. But I'd like, I'd like to, I'd like to read it to you anyway. And I was absolutely blown away. Well, thank blown you. away, and Here. it yeah, was just, yeah, that, the the power of what resonated. And I, and I think my, I can't remember verbatim, Sally, what my response was, other than. This needs to be published. This needs to be out there. Yeah. And that was it, really. I mean, that was the kind of <laughs> simplicity of it, but at the same time, the the profoundness of it. I think, it, you know, the story really, it, it, it while it was written about my son who has disfluency, it transcends that, right? Like, yeah. you know, the idea in the book was, I didn't talk about disfluency in the book, I talked about just a struggle that a child's having. So it's, it, it, um, you know, it, it's so useful for lots of different kids and lots of different um, situations that arise. And the, the, I think the take home message is you're unconditionally loved, whether you're making a mistake or you're doing things just, you know, what you might consider just right and everything in between you are unconditionally loved. And, um, I think that comes through in the stories without, you know, having to comment on the disfluency itself and bring it more to his attention than it, than it needed to be. He, yeah. knew, he was you know, he knew he was struggling. Um, so it was just that a, a nurturing, fun way to make a connect an emotional connection with your child and let them know that, um, you know, you're, you're unconditionally loved and, um, and that what an important message that is for any child. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Because um, any child can relate to making a mistake or thinking they've made, you know, a mistake or or doing something that they feel like, you know, is wrong or whatever, whatever the thing is. And 
um yeah so that's uh so beautiful for, to have that message because it's so relatable um you know for every single child um yeah and, and that child that the, the, you know for me what is so and i've used the word already a couple of times appropriately why that is so profound the message that is because the message for me resonates with the child whether the child is literally a child or whether it's the inner child within an adult and that is the universal message for me that you know because let me flip out of the child um in in terms of age model and go into the adulthood boy do we give ourselves hard time and we create this story around you know this pursuit of what we should be what we could be what we ought to be etc 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 and we set ourselves up for failure and misery um and so what i find sally energetically around you know those beautiful words um and Rebecca's brilliant and Dina's brilliant art, artwork to bring this book to fruition. You know, this is, I, I was almost tempted to use that phrase labor of love, but labor tends to suggest it's been onerous and it's been heavy. Um, of course, this is easy for me to say because I haven't been involved, <laughs> in, you know, in the illustrations or in the text or in the publishing or, or what have you. So it's very easy for me to flippantly comment. But um, I have, through particularly through Rebecca, followed its progress over the last couple of years. Mm. And, yeah. it was- and I think I think you nailed it. I mean, the 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 co-creation um, has been as fulfilling as any yes. other part of this, you know, project. And yeah, um, it, it's it has it has. You're right. It, it's been a labor of love, but in the, the most, you know. <laughs> lovely work kind of way like it's just been a highlight of my um life in the last couple of years these little you know zooms that rebecca and i have done um mm. with others from world game changers joining us to to contribute to the project and it's really been um joyous to i mean you know if you're bringing a children's book to life with fanciful words and um you know um fanciful illustrations what how could that not bring a smile to your face absolutely and I feel exactly the same you know it was such a joy and such a uh, uh, pleasure to be co-creating all together and um so much fun you know to 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 have the meetings and um you know be um bringing it to life because that's the I guess as a as an author as well that must be really um kind of uh, incredible to see because you've had it from when it was just a seed of an idea and then it coming into um the visual part of it as well like um you know uh it kind of brings brings it to to life and yeah seeing it grow and um yeah, and it's it's been incredible and yeah and I, the whole appreciation I would say for you know I, want to, I almost want to say the writing was the easy part you know the the illustrations, um, I have such an appreciation for that part of the art, right? That part mm-hmm. of the creativity um, of a book now that I, I wouldn't have had, you know, had I not gone through this process with you. So um, thank you for teaching me um, all about that world. And, and to give a nod to Dina, you know, Dina um, 
isn't on the podcast with us today, but she's a young lady. She's in high school and she's a phenomenal artist. And, um, you know, it was important to give a, a child an opportunity, a, a, a teenager, but nevertheless, mm. a child, um, give them the opportunity to shine with their creative artwork. So, um, yeah, absolutely. And, w- and what I love um, is that, you know, we've all infused that love into the book so it's like the energetics of that love have gone into actually the the kind of the the ingredients if you like of of bringing that book to life um so yeah it's been it's been quite the journey and and here we are today talking about it and it's published now and it's It's yeah it's about it's the translation to into spanish is nearly done and should be available soon um also on amazon so um yeah really exciting to see it come to fruition and and you know of course then I've got um some other other little stories already um completed that I'd love to you know add to the collection um you know with that intent to raise a little generation of um little peace leaders and young um world game changers yeah yeah absolutely yeah. and I, I think what you know one thing I would, I, I would add I probably should have mentioned earlier is in writing the story, I think um, the three of us have talked about the before and other occasions about the importance of the grown up or a parent, the parent or a grown up. It's not always a parent, right? Raising a child, um, the grown up in a child's life being a model and shaping um, a child's behavior just by modeling the appropriate behavior. And that was something I always did with my kids too. If I spilled something, I would be like, oops, so well, no big deal. Let's just clean up and, you know, kind of narrating my way through things in such a way that I would like for them to be talking to themselves, like teaching them the self-talk that I would hope that they would gift themselves by me modeling it out loud. And so, you know, part of the refrain in the book is, oh, well, no big deal. Sometimes Mm. that happens when you're still learning and, you know, kind of over and over again with that repetition, which is magical for kids, repetitions, uh, you know, magical kind of way to teach with, with kids um, so that they could be, you know, that self-dialogue can be modeled for them and they can be doing that. You know, yeah. Throughout the rest of yeah. Yeah. And, and as Paul said um, around, you know, um, the adults and the inner child and so the book is kind of not just for children but for, for the adults too and so um even as a reminder for adults to remember about that unconditional love and then you know being able to kind of model that as you say is is so um is so key for the children to absorb that inner talk and just how you kind of have that relationship with yourself because they will see that and that's what they'll be brought up with that's what they'll know and so yeah so it's so important to have that kind of um learn by example I guess isn't it yeah definitely mm. yeah. brilliant so as we kind of bring things towards a close um Sally you mentioned about your kind of ultimate goal of um little little peace leaders um can you talk just a bit around about around the idea of that and or anything else really that you want to share okay. Well, I mean, I think, you know, you guys have heard it before. My mantra is uh, the earlier, the easier. And so I think if we can, as world game changers, if we could, um, you know, my dream would be to create a little series, a 
a book series to teach um, these kind of world game changer muscles in kid for kids and help them stretch the muscle, work that muscle out, whether it's self-acceptance and patience and introspection and gratitude and, you know, community contribution um, that through children's books, we can teach lots of different things. Um, you know, ABCs are easy to teach, right? Um, relatively speaking, but hey, can we take a can we take a stab at teaching all these values that we want to instill um, that would naturally make for a little peace leader and a world game changer? Um, so if we can instill it and teach it and model it and and present it in a way that we're reminding you know the grown-ups and kids' lives as well as creating that repetition for kids so that it just becomes a natural part of who mm. they are without a lot of effort yeah. and therapy. <laughs> so good, so good. And yeah, as you say, you know, the things that they don't necessarily learn in school, um, okay. that they're just not getting taught, like self-love and gratitude and um, you know, all all of the things um, that we kind of yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. So Paul, any kind of final thoughts then as we're wrapping up towards a close? Well, the only thing I can say is as the uh, the male um, on this three-way podcast, I really do felt, feel, I really do felt. <laughs> <laughs> um, see, uh, but that's okay, you way. That I made, you know, that no, wasn't a mistake. <laughs> but I really did in, in the midst, in the middle of you two beautiful feminine energies, I really did feel as if I was in between you, weenie. <laughs> Uh, and 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 let us all be in betweeny weeny because we are yeah. all still learning. And um, you know, as a lifelong learner, mm. we I hope we stay in betweeny weeny. Yeah, what a powerful message to end on. Yeah. So, <laughs> thank you both so so much. And um, I just want to mention, I think we briefly mentioned earlier, but the book is available on Amazon. So, um, yeah, if you just um, type into Amazon or if you go to the World Game Changers website, uh, we have a books page. So uh, visit the books page and you can click on the link there and find out a little bit more uh, about it there. So um, so thank you all so much for listening. And um, yeah, um, thank you. Thank you all. Yeah, thank you, Rebecca. Thank you, Paul. Thanks very much for listening to this World Game Changers podcast episode. Hopefully you found it interesting and helpful. Drop a line to paul at worldgamechangers.org with any thoughts or questions you may have, and he'll be more than happy to respond. Remember, the world's changing. How will you respond?